Welcome to Once and Future Authors, Changing Lives One Book at a Time. I'm Stephanie Larkin, an author, independent publisher, and book coach. And each week we will be discussing processes and strategies to get your book finished and published and meet authors and publishing experts to tap into their experiences and expertise. There is one book out there that can change your life, and that is the book you write. So welcome aboard. This podcast is produced by Red Penguin Books, an independent publishing company working with authors of all genres. Whether you have a manuscript all ready to go, a book still stuck in your head, or perhaps even hundreds of handwritten sheets of loose leaf shoved in a drawer, visit redpenguinbooks.com and unleash your inner author. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Once and Future Authors Podcast. My name is Stephanie, and I am so delighted to be joined by someone who is both a once and future author. She's written a ton already, and you know when I get to that famous question that I say what's next on the horizon, I never know what she's going to say. So please welcome Ms. Lana Harden. Lana, like you're like my favorite person to have on the show. You oh, have so much going on. <laughs> I, love, I love being on your show, Stephanie. Oh, I love your well, energy. I love you're just such a breath of fresh air. Well, thank you. And I, I you and all that you're doing, you know, I don't even know what to say first. Is it the melody series? Is it the inspirational series? Like, <laughs> like what are you feeling today? What do you want to brag about first? <laughs> well, you know what? I think I want to talk about Melody Song and the City you of the Voice Catchers. Okay. Yeah. Melody love- Voice Catchers. I love the books. They're just beautiful. And as a musician, mm-hmm. you know how I love that. Yes, yes. And the reason I want to talk about them today, you know, I've always talked to you about Melody Song of the City of the Boy Snatchers, my passion. I have an elementary curriculum that I actually used from this. Um, And last week, I told you I was traveling. Um, And so I had an opportunity to go and share my voice with some foster children um, and share the story of Melody Song. And I just get life from it. And so that's why I thought I'd start with that today. Like, you got it. Seeing these children who have a really hard time reading become so engaged in the story and see themselves and their, their lost voices in the story. Um, it just brings me life by the end of the book when they realize that they, the power is still in their hands. So Fantastic. And, and, and I know the development of the books, but please share your story with us how you came to write them in the first place, because it's such a powerful story and a powerful why. Yes, absolutely. So um, I won't go into it, but I just wanted to show quickly because I did put a lot of work into this book and it was my first book in my self-publishing journey. Um, But basically when I started, I really started wanting to do a nonprofit uh, for single parents and children of single parent families. And I really wanted to help mothers who can often think about legacy and generational um, wealth building or anything like that because they're stuck in survival mode. Um, And I myself was raised by a single mother um, and she was a business owner, but she also, I saw her really do her best to raise four children by herself. Um, She instilled great values in us, but when it came to like everything that she built it still impacted her health because she was working so hard to make sure that we had that so i really started to think like how can i give back to my parents Uh, my father he actually served in uh the army and the navy Wow! Uh, yeah yeah he served in the army and the navy he came back you know this is all after reflection but 
he came back and he african-american men were not considered even though he was fighting in the world war ii they were still considered second class citizens you know and so i only say that to say um and nobody was diagnosing ptsd back then right, right. Uh, so my father when he came back he went through some really challenging things uh, but then he ended up just giving his life to God. He, he quit drinking altogether. He made a vow. He started building churches and helping people. And he was involved in his local NAACP. And so long story short, as I, as I got older around this time, when I was thinking about the nonprofit, both my parents were being diagnosed with a form of dementia. So even though my mother was like 20 years younger than my dad, he was a wow. bit of a rolling stone. <laughs> <laughs> married so you know but long story short you know they both were diagnosed with the form of dementia so I became a caregiver at some level to both my parents and I was just really thinking about like everything my mom had worked for everything I had saw, seen her pour into us and it was a hard time basically and so after years of kind of mourning, I think, because me, my mother and I were always really close and we still are close. She still deals with it, but it's obviously different. Mm -hmm. I was trying to think how I could actually give back to my mother and I became a single parent. And so I started thinking, how can I also leave a legacy for my own daughter? And so anyway, I traveled around the country. I was going to all these different workshops to learn about capacity building, doing a nonprofit, what that meant. And when I came back to my area and I started talking to people about like moving forward, I was gung ho, you know, <laughs> it's so funny because looking back, you know, it's like I've learned and I've grown now. But back then I was just on fire, like nobody's going to stop me from building this major organization that I'm going to impact the world, you know. Yeah, you're doing it. You're doing it. I, I am. I am. A lot more tempered and humble, but <laughs> you're doing it. I'm so dazzled. Yeah, I am doing it. I'm so grateful. And so when I came back and I started talking to just get help with something as simple as my business plan, because I knew the importance of having like a roadmap with your business. And so I was going to these different organizations and basically they were saying to me, hey, what are you going to do for sustainability? And they were all trying to talk me out of it. Like, why do you have to do a nonprofit? And I was getting so frustrated because literally I was working three jobs. I think I was even doing my master's and I'm taking the time to come talk to you because this is how serious I take what I'm doing. And so after a long time of just going through that, I think I spent probably at least six to eight months of just meeting with people, listening and and they would give me assignments and I would go back and work on the assignments. And I was like, man, I'm getting nowhere. This is like one big runaround. So I was like, well, what do I have in my hand right now? And what I had was my music, which, you know, I love and my voice and singing. And then I had my motivation because I've been through so much and yet I had managed to persevere and to overcome. And so I said, well, what if I just offered that and, and I was able to get right in front of the children who I wanted to impact and right in front of the single mothers. Oh. And so that's how Melody Song was born. It was born as a tool to, one, create revenue to support all the initiatives that I wanted to do uh, with the ultimate goal of film and animation. Because I knew, man, if I could do merchandising, if I could do all these things, if I could do a movie, I can bring in the wealth to support these children 
that I know have nobody fighting for them and have no one to even think about their futures. So that was how I started book number one. And my, I think I, I might've told you, my illustrator, I was seeking out different types of illustrators. Um, I want to give a shout out to Eloy Claudio. He's, he's in New York. Um, but it took me as a single mother because he was in New York, you know, New York is expensive. We met and I was explaining to him my vision and I'm so grateful that I found him because it took me two years to get together the money to pay for that book as a single mother. He waited so patiently. And when I came back two years later to do the book, he worked with me. Um, and now we're like, we're not separated. Like we're joined at the hip because every time he fell in love with Melody's song, he fell in love with the purpose. Um, and shortly after the first book, I started an after school program um, where I actually went in and started working with kids through music and message to teach them about their voice and the power of their voice. And so since that time, we've been able to do so many things and change children's lives. We've been to, the book has been to like six or seven different countries, but I personally have been able to travel to different states and talk about my love for, for people and for children and for people who lack support. And it's also been used with some of our partners as well who, who deal with special needs children um, and they use this book. So I don't think that I could have imagined the magnitude at the time. Mm -hmm. I don't know if I share this story, so I don't want to be redundant. But um, this is probably when I knew that this book was like so much bigger than me. And I literally wept like a baby. I went to um, teach some children and I was only there for two weeks, one hour each week. And <clears throat> I'm all high energy. So when I first walked in, I said, hey, how are you guys? Are you excited about your future? Like I always have this high energy, you know? And one of the little boys, I'll never forget, he said, <laughs> no, he hated his future. <gasps> he said, no, he hated it. I'll never forget. I can't say his name, obviously, right. but blonde, blue eyes, the cutest little boy you'd ever see that you just wouldn't imagine <clears throat> that you would have heard that come out of his mouth, you know? Right. And so, excuse me. <clears throat> and so long story short, I always go around and ask the kids, well, what do you want to be? What do you want to be? What do you want to be? And so when I got to him, he said that he wanted to help fight cancer. And then he also said, and I want to be a Power Ranger. <sighs> and so all of the other kids were like laughing and like, you can't be a Power Ranger. What are you talking about me? I'm like, yes, you can. <laughs> I want to be a Power Ranger. That's why I love you. I'm like, I used to want to be, and I'm engaging him. He's like, well, you can be the red one, but I'm going to be the yellow one. And I'm like, well, wait a minute, you know? And this went on. And so I could tell he wanted to hug me, right, as we broke through, because we hadn't even opened the book yet. So then by the first session, by the end of the session, he ran up and he hugged me, because, you know, she becomes the voice of her city, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ran up and he hugged me so strong. And it took everything in me to get in my car. When I got in my car, I bawled like a baby. Oh. I realized that this was so much bigger than me. And these children would literally, their futures would be opened up before their eyes. And when I came back the next week, he named five things he wanted to be a police officer. He wanted to go to the military. He wanted to be like, and I just saw the possibilities in his mind. 
and the light bulb come on. And I also saw how when he changed his mind and opened up, it opened up the entire room. And I'm telling you, that is why I do what I do. I think that being an author is amazing, but it's, 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 it's a seed for me. And if I can plant one little seed, whether it comes back and I've had, I've had children read this book when it first came out, came out like the end of 2016, the beginning of 2017. And someone emailed me last year and said they were reading the book to their child. And they said, mom, when is this movie coming out? <gasps> and when is the next? And I, and I have, when I go places, I have parents and grandparents that tell me, and I, I mean, I don't go to people that know me. I'm like in cities I don't know. And they're like, if you ever come back, every book you put out, will buy. Oh my gosh. And so my thing is, I'm just grateful for the writing with the purpose. Like, I know, like a lot of people look at my book and they'll be like, hey, you know, like I went to a bookstore and she's like, you got to change this, you got to change this, you got to change this because I self-published. And I did listen to what she said because I just think that's wisdom, but in terms of my core writing and why I write with a purpose. I'm so grateful that I'm not bound to just, oh, you're a children's book author, so you can only have five pages. Like, you can only have three paragraphs because these kids are so advanced, and I think sometimes we underestimate the power of what we can do and how we can shape their minds and hearts. So thank you for giving me the opportunity oh, to share. I'm, I just, I'm, I'm moved by by the ability to take kids from, 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 what's the word I want to say? I don't know. Is depravity just, just darkness in their minds and the, uh, the ability to just not even see hope and then to provide a means of hope for them and creativity, which allows them to express and unleash who they really are. So. Yeah. You are amazing. You know, you started your story saying about how when you were starting your nonprofit and, and you were going to change the world and you kind of then said, and now you are changing the world. Oh my God, are you changing the world? I know. I just feel like I feel so blessed. Yes. And at times I also feel so, I feel the weight of responsibility to make sure that it's beyond it's beyond the borders of the U.S. because when you really start looking at the issues around the world, all children need hope and all children need to find their voice and all children need to find their song. So I'm just hoping in the future books and series that I can translate that sometimes because the, the future books are about other cultures. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's, a, it's an interviewing process to make sure that I don't lose the culture as I'm translating the stories. But um, thank you for the compliment. I just sometimes, I, honestly, I'm like, what did I start? <laughs> you know, and how can I <laughs> evolve it beyond me? Because it's bigger than me, you know. It is. It is. You know, the tagline for this show is changing lives one book at a time. And you, of all of my guests, have embraced that tagline more than anybody I know. You are absolutely changing lives one book at a time. And I am just blown away by all you do. Your, your mission, your energy, your, your passion to wake up every morning and touch people's lives with your, with your books and your, your work. It's just 
it's infectious. I want to like go out there and be like, could I come on your next outing? I want to see it. I want to see their eyes light up when you walk into a room and you, and I'm thinking she must be having the hardest time right now with the no hugging thing. Isn't that hard? Oh my gosh. Yeah. We did the program virtually, but you know what? It was amazing because even in this COVID environment with everything this, you know, we've seen protests and we've seen this, the children get it. Yeah. And it's so amazing that by the time we get to the end of the book, in every case, the children can con- connect the dots. And what I love about the book for me, because I honestly, I tell my daughter this, and it's the truth, Stephanie. Mm-hmm. When I was a little girl, I used to get so sad watching the news. I used to be like, why don't they just do the news and cartoon? Like, <laughs> I literally used to okay, think. I wish they would too. Now that you've said that, I wish they would too. I just wished as a child, I don't know where that thought came from, but now that I'm older and it's gotten even worse, I'm just like, man, like the kids. And so, you know, to, to come into that space and these kids and now with TikTok and all these other things, there's no filter for these kids. There's no filter. They don't know what, you know, and so, for them to be able to take that in and then still hear a story like this, and it bring it comes back to the basic level of humanity, humanity, and 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 kindness, and 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 you know what, brotherhood and sisterhood, and like we're all in this together. And if you win, I win, and if I win, you win, right? And that's a mindset that we often don't see in this type of a world. It's a very competitive space. But kids, especially in America, which is one reason I do that, that if we don't close this gap in America, they're going to be left behind. Oh, yeah. Our children, because, you know, and I'm just talking because I follow this, like China, you know, they're preparing their children a uh, hundred years and ahead. Other nations have been positioning their children to, to be able to, to be more than just entertainment and just more than they're actually going to be inventors and thinkers and mathematicians and scientists. So I see the work that I do is very large. And I wish that more people understood when I'm speaking to them that it's more than a book. Oh, it is. It's literally literally a movement. And it's funny because our messages align. So when I started, mine was, I had two things, changing lives one song at a time and changing lives one note at a time, right? Nice. And no more voice snatchers. And that's what I was going to say. Like, I don't have to talk about racism. I don't have to talk about teenage pregnancy. I don't have to talk about drugs. I don't have to talk about suicide. All I have to do is say, what are the voice snatchers in your lives? What are they? Let's list them out. And I love that they're the ones who are answering the question instead of people putting tags and statistics on. Love that. What a great thing to say is that, you know, it's, it's all about having your voice. And you're so right. We don't need to put words in people's mouths. They know, what the, they know what's holding them back. And once you give them the, the freedom, and that's what you do. You empower people. Yes. That's fabulous. Oh my gosh, I'm going to want you on every week so you can keep empowering. Ah! Amazing. Love you so much, Stephanie. And the thing about it is, if you think about it between you and I, let's just be honest, the greatest voice snatcher is generally who you are. It's not other people. It is. It is. I say that all the time. The, The biggest enemy in your life is yourself. That is, you know, and all of us, we are all, if we would just drop our own 
you know, walls that we build in our own lives and our own limitations, you know, uh, self-limiting beliefs, all of those things. It's all, it's all here. It's all inside yeah, of us. It is. And the older you get, the worse it gets. Like when you're younger, you're like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, you're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> I know. I know. We need to keep that, that positivity that we have that, but you know, yeah. when you spoke about that little boy who was young and had already put limitations on his life, but you got rid of them and you empowered him. And I think that's such a beautiful story. I and mean, I'm it sure. makes me, it, I didn't mean to cut you off, go ahead. It makes me tear up because yeah, yeah. he didn't even see his future oh. at five. How could a five-year-old not see their future? Man, yeah. So it was, it was. I wish that I could paper the walls with the pictures of every single person you have touched. I can't even imagine what it would look like. And I hope that you, when you look around, see them in your heart and know what an impact you're making. You're so kind. I don't, I don't always, um, you know, oh my gosh, you're getting me. I'm, I can't be crying on camera, but. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you're right. You're right. It is more than a book. It is a movement. And it has to start with our young people and it has to start with people like you empowering our young people to find their voice and to be proud of who they are inside and to, to go from there. And I, I was pausing when you said that because I keep thinking about when I do come in contact with these children, um, how can I keep track of them mm. so that I can support them? There was one little girl I don't mean to tell you these stories, but they just, they stay on my mind. I don't often get to share them. Because, yeah, I don't talk about it because I, you know, I take the programs, my partners, and the people I come in contact with them, I feel like it's a sacred space. So I'm yeah. really like careful about, especially on social media, no, not bragging and, you know, because people just do that without yeah, thinking. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, the trauma. But long story short, I, there was a one little girl I went into and she would not talk. And we were in a classroom of people, she just wouldn't talk. And so, you know me, I'm all engaging. I'm still working with her, all this. And so finally, um, when I get to the portion of asking her, what does she want to be? And you, it was the most unassuming. She said she wanted to be a doctor. And I could just tell that people would not have thought that she wouldn't want to be a doctor, first of all. And she probably didn't have the support to be a, to, mm -hmm. to do that, right? So I did. I was digging a little more, like, why do you want to be a doctor X Y Z? So long story short, I didn't have the ability to do it, but the entire program, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to buy her an operation. You remember that game? Yeah, yeah the game with the. <laughs> remember that? Yes. And her face always comes to me because I'm like, I wanted so desperately to buy her that game before just to plant that seed into her life to give her that you can do it. And so when you said that, that's why I paused because I, I just always think about long-term Lana, how can you move your business forward? How can you track these children, which is really the ultimate goal um, to make sure that they're meeting their goals and that you're supporting them along the way. Even if it's just this much support to a child that gets none, um, it means a lot. It does. It does. And, and, and the fact that you've planted these seeds with them, and I'm sure you would love to see 
their fruition. And sometimes you just have to have faith that it's happening even when you can't see it. And sometimes the only support you can give them because tracking them is, is not, you know, always possible option, right? is, is supporting your prayers. You know, we can't always see the unseen. Yeah, you're right. And I know that, but you have no idea if I could have just given her that, oh, little, I'm sure. that little operation. Oh! I would have like, yes. <laughs> okay. We, we need to, to try you and I with the powers of the universe to manifest that she's going to be walking down the street and their operation game is going to be. She'll big. probably get something way bigger than that. But I was just like, I remembered being a little girl and I remember operation was the greatest game. And I was like, oh my gosh, if I could get her that game, it would probably connect the dots. <laughs> Absolutely. And no, no, I, I believe in manifestation. We need to somehow like send the vibe. One or twin powers. <laughs> Absolutely. And get her that game, man. <laughs> and you I know, just love it. Because I'm laughing because I'm, I'm having this very real moment with you. Like, this is how I really think. Like, the yeah. book is fine, but I'm like, okay, God, how can I help this girl? Yeah. And you know what's wild is, you know, and I'm sure you've had these instances in your life that, that the stars always all aligned and the thing happened just the way it should have been. And I have to have faith that if I get to see that sometimes that there's a million times that it happens that I don't get to see it. Yeah, I agree. And, I and, agree. I, and I'm guessing the operation game, it's, it's one of those, you're not going to get to see it, but it's happening. It's happening. I agree. Yes. Because even the fact that I remember her face, um, and it comes to me and, and I'll never forget. And, you know, I'm not with these children very long, Stephanie. Sometimes it's a week. My program's been getting longer, but the truth is anytime I see a child out, they run up to me. They run up to me. And I mean, I'm not necessarily engaging people are like, why don't you be a teacher, a teacher? And I'm like, because I have more impact this way, exactly. but I always take time. To, I make time to um, go talk to their parents and let them know what amazing children they are because I don't even know if the, the parents know how amazing their children are when they're not in their presence. So yeah, I feel so blessed and, and fortunate. That's why when you say certain things to me, I'm like, man, I think I get more out of it um, from seeing that little bit. Like I was talking about the foster children and, and as I was asking and inquiring about them, as I was reading, they both had difficulty with the with reading, um, and one of the little boys, I didn't have all his background, but long story short, after the foster parent gave me the background, at the end, he gave me a hug, and he knew the story. He might not have been able to read, but I read it to him. He connected with that story, and I believe the next time I see him, because he doesn't talk much, he has almost like a speech impediment. I believe he's going to be talking. He's going to be smiling and, and engaging and learning. And so, yeah, thank you for letting me talk about it because I think that I often need reminders that just keep going on and just keep, just doing, keep doing it. it. You're doing it. And, uh, you know, I, I get why you don't want to necessarily share their stories to exploit them because right. you know exploit it you know oh, i'm sure and that's yeah. so not what it's about but yeah. you know especially since for everything that you do there's so much that happens because of it you have a ripple effect 
that you will never see. You know, it's like you throw a stone in the river, but the biggest wave it formed was around the bend. And that's sometimes hard to accept, isn't it? That you're, you're doing it and, and things are happening, but you don't get to see it all. And I've been doing it all my life, to be honest. I've always, I've been involved in youth work since I was little. I remember being in the Girl Scouts and um, I often forget, and I recently had a young woman who has a huge organization um, out of Jacksonville, Florida, and, you know, people are on your page, and I'm so proud of her, but I didn't even connect it, and she said, you know, I remember when I was little and I worked at Kmart and XYZ, so I think that I don't often look at it, but Melody Song has been a mechanism for me to channel that um, in a more impactful way. And I think that I was doing it without thinking, but now I can be more intentional in the outcome. So yeah, I do agree with you. I, I, that's just in my nature to support and to encourage people. Um, and I used to want people to recognize because you don't often, I don't often sit and go, oh, I'm doing this, even though I know that I'm encouraging, you know, but that's why I love about children. It's like, you don't have to look for it. The reward will come in the future and it's not about that anyway. It's about helping because children really are, in my mind, they're the most significant investment we can make. You are so right about that. Absolutely. Yeah. We, we as a world are dead in the water if we're not paying attention to the children. That's for sure. And, and you are so humble. You know, you're doing all this work and you don't necessarily want to call attention to what you're doing, but because I'm here to call attention to what you're doing, um, it does help because then it gets other people on board and it opens opportunities for you. You know, if people know what you're doing and more opportunities open up, it's not about you, it's about widening your reach and having more impact. And that I want for you is to have more impact and more people who get to bask in the glow of, of Melody and the message and, and everything else. It's just so fabulous. Thank you so much, Stephanie. I appreciate that a lot. You are, you are doing it. So, as I always say, what's next on the agenda? Because there's so many things on your agenda. Man. So, yeah. I, and I always try to keep it to uh, once and future author. So, in terms of writing, I do have my inspirational series coming out. Um, now, I want to build hope for other people, too. Because, like I said, that's just a part of who I am. So it's not enough that she's doing all this with kids. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to overwhelm anybody. I've been working on a mobile app and a, a, a learning management system. So really? that, oh yeah, I didn't tell you because it's just people are like, about this? yeah, I don't, um, because I know that I'm one person, but the, the idea of Melody Song, what, what it produces. Um, so I've been working on a learning technology. I sat down with, parents and educators last year. Um, I finished the curriculum, but now I want to put this whole Melody Song methodology into a learning technology that I can offer to educational institutions and parents. Um, it would kind of be um, not, not really because this is one of the closest things I could say is like an ABC mouse type. Okay. Um, but infusing music and infusing some other elements, especially for children that have special needs that don't have traditional learning mechanisms. So I've been working on it really to try to prove the theory that it is needed and necessary. So I'm hoping that within the next year, um, we can start that. 
Um, and that would, of course, include the products and services, but it would give parents a way and educational institutions to get engaged in the actual melody of song process, too. So I don't want to tell you that I've been working on that for like over a year. Oh. I was in an accelerator last year. And um, now I'm just really working to like put legs to it and um, actually get a prototype and um, some other things. So, yeah. So that's what's happening on the melody song side. And then on on the Lifter song side, in terms of Lana Hardin and my personal brand, it's just the inspirational books. I would love to do more speaking opportunities um, to talk to audiences um, about a wide array of topics, uh, life experience, caregiving. Um, I'm a digital marketing strategist. I'm a publisher. I'm a mother. So I just want to get more out in front of people to let them know like who I am, what I have to offer and inspire them to, to rise up and offer what they have to do. So. Right. Inspiring them to rise up and offer what they have. What a yes. sentence right there. And that's really what you do. You inspire people to rise up and offer what they have because people don't know what they have. No, they don't. They they've, don't been, they've been hiding it for so long that they don't even know what it is. And you just kind of brush it off mm -hmm. and, and, and shine it to the light and then let them glow. Yes. 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 That is so well, We need more glowing in the world, right? We need glow. I agree. <laughs> glow up. Glow up. <laughs> I agree. We need glow in this world. But you're doing it. You are like a like a flashlight. Like glow, everybody. Glow. I love that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Stephanie. I appreciate you so much. I really do, you know. No, no, you I'm telling you, I'm like basking in your glow here right now. It's like, like whether far. we're on camera or not, it's I, always I just put on sunglasses around you. <laughs> you have glow. And you have glow too, but I won't bring up I won't bring up the lesson this morning. Not in front of you. I think you're glowing up way more than you're letting on. You're so sweet. You're so sweet. So so I need some tips from you because you are just filled with them. Um, tips for people to write because you are so prolific and you get it done. And so many people think, I can't write, it's too hard. And I want to say no check her out she's doing it so yeah absolutely and i think you know i do do an author coaching program and one of the things i really do in that program which i'll uh, give the tips obviously is make people think because so many people have an idea but they don't think about that idea they don't think about who they want to reach with that idea they don't think about um what do i want to say the value that they hold to deliver the idea. Um, so typically I would say, if you're gonna write a book, you need to have some timelines in place. You need to think about realistically how much time you can dedicate to putting into it. And you need to, I always say this in my meeting, so I'll share it on um, in this. It's a biblical principle and it sounds simple, but it's valuable that you need to declare the end from the beginning, right? So you need to start with the end in mind. You can't go into it and just say, oh, I just want to write a book because books have a lot of different purposes, right? Yes. So some people, in my case, it was an organization. Some people want to use it as a marketing tool. Some people want to use it as a legacy builder. Um, there's just so many different ways that you can use a book. And so think about the end from the beginning and start with the end in mind. 
And then when you do that, stay committed to the end. Ooh, yes. Stay committed. Stay committed. So you know what the end is going to be and you are committing to it. A lot of people don't have a lot of commitment nowadays. You know that. No, they don't. And they don't see the value of um, experience. They think that you can just buy this and buy that, but there is a process and there's a value in learning that process and sticking to the process. And I think that you can attest to this, Stephanie, that many people say, I've been working on my book for three years. I've been working on my book or, oh, you know what? I had a thought about it. Well, how committed are you right. You're right. to you? That's right. Yeah. To yeah. you. Because it's it, not about anyone else. And, you know, I've seen, and I think I used to be one of these people. I've seen people who want to stand in the back and cheer other people on. And the truth is that you have something that people need. And like you said, stop hiding and decide how do you want to deliver that. And even if I've seen people do recipe books, I've seen, I have a friend, she uh, raises a special needs daughter who has had a kidney transplant she can't speak she's eight years old she still wears diapers she does it flawlessly and with grace and she still found the time to make a recipe book of all the healthy recipes that she's feeding her child right because why should someone else have to reinvent that wheel if she already has taken the hard knocks good in for her. her good for her yes right so i'm saying that people but just found the time to do it and she's and she's been a blessing to me, right? And that's what the power of knowing what's inside of you is. Don't undervalue what's inside of you. And if you value it enough and you know you have something to share with the world, be dedicated to the writing process. Be dedicated to digging out those nuggets that are in you that are going to bring life to other people and will also help to sustain your future legacy and generation. So I just think people sleep on book writing. And um, that would be my tip. That, and you're so right. If people understood the value, if you realize that every day you don't write that book, people are missing out on being touched by it. You know, Lana is touching so many, you're touching so many people that if you had waited, if you had paused and said, you know what, I'll take the next five years, I'll get something together. And you didn't do what you're doing now. Think of all the children who would be back where they were. All those lives that would be untouched. And who knows, a child comes home after being ignited with you and they have siblings at home and they spread the light. And to, to neighbors and to families and to all of those people. And if you had said, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it. All of those things wouldn't have happened. If people realize what value they're bringing Value. And, and, and I don't know how much time we have, but you know, I don't know. I've been sharing stories all day, which I don't always share. Um, <laughs> we went to, my daughter had to speak. I told you my daughter writes books. I talk about all the time. She's 14. Um, but the story behind it is she went to speak at a church. It was a youth program. And, you know, I was, I ended up having to speak because they wanted me to talk about my mother, you know, my journey as a mother raising an author. And I had forgotten that when my daughter was a little girl, I don't know if I share this with you, I was a tired single mother. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't, I wasn't buying books like that. I would go to Barnes and Nobles and take her to the library, but God knows I wasn't buying books, right? I get that, I get that. And at night, I would sit there and I would create these stories. 
I would create stories. And I, once upon a time, was a little girl. Oh. And, I, and I'm sharing that because when she got to be about four or five, and I hadn't even written a book yet. I want you to know this. I hadn't even started. She started taking pieces of notebook paper, and she would write on them. And she would, and I still have the books, by the way. Okay, that's what I was telling about the speech. I brought them so they could see them. But she would fold these pieces of paper together and she would write. And she would have all these things. And I would read them, these books. And they were like life-changing because my tagline, I was still working on my business, would, would be live your song. And so she was like, you only have one life to live at five and six. You only have one life to live, live it, right? And my point is that by the time Melody's song came out, and she saw all that was going on behind the scenes with me as a mother, I didn't realize the seeds that were being planted in her. I didn't realize that she was benefiting and that she would outgrow and outdo me in so many ways. And so just to your point about not waiting, it's like if I would have waited, not only impacting other people, my own child, like I was able to impart a skill for her. Mm-hmm. And I talked to her, it might sound really simple, but... I always talk to her about, God forbid, if anything ever happens to me, like, and you don't, can't get a job. You can always take your books and your intellectual property, and you can always go out there and do something with it. You have something. And so I'll just end this by saying, you know, as a single mother who didn't have a lot of resources and couldn't go out and buy all this and invest in all of this, I could invest in myself and my daughter and my business, and I could invest my time and my worth in something that would outlast me. And so I will that to everybody. I will that to anybody who's looking for an opportunity to change their circumstances, to think outside of the box and to create something more powerful than themselves. Think outside the box. It's not always about money. It's sometimes about what you just simply have. Oh my gosh, so good. What, what an inspiration to, to think about that you could give so much, you know, it's not about money. Like you said, you know, it, it wasn't, you, there you were, a single mother. You couldn't afford to walk into Barnes & Noble and buy out the store, but you had yourself. And you gave of yourself, and you can see what an impact it made in your daughter. She's written how many books at this point? She's written 30 books. She's oh. still writing. She's on a writing program as we speak, as a matter of fact. Yes. Fantastic. And she's, she's very articulate. She's, she's advocating for herself. We went out of town, I told you, and she actually um, received an invitation to come speak to a group of students in schools, in a school system. And um, she just, we were at the eyeglass doctor yesterday and the lady was asking about my books and she wrote down her website. She said, you know, and those are skills that are transferable. And that's what I always talk to parents about. Like these, these, these are transferable skills, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, I'm really grateful. Oh my gosh. I'm so grateful to have you here. (laughs) I'm so grateful to be here. I'm I'm grateful to have you in my life because you are such a light and an inspiration. And, and, and when I get down and say, why am I doing all this? You are a reminder of why we do what we do. Thank you, Stephanie. And I am, and you inspire so many as well. That is just my pleasure and privilege. I am just, I know, but you do it so effortlessly. You give voice to so many people and so many tools. And um, I think what I enjoyed about you the most 
when we first talked was your willingness to just be open and open up, you know, all of your resources, opportunities to let me know, hey, you can do it too. You can do it too. You're doing it. You are totally doing it. Well, I'm going to have to have you back on the show because we can get to your, your grown-up books because you have so many plans that you have to promise me that when all these future things launch, keep me in the loop so I can... I absolutely will. Well, you know, before long, I'll be in New York and we'll be doing lunch. And oh, yeah. Let's do, let's do this live so we're not like the little squares on the screen. I would love that, okay? Italian ice. I'm gonna hold you. You to got it. it. You got it. It is a date. We have a nice little set here with cameras and lights. We could be sitting someplace other than little squares on a screen. I love it. We'll do it. And we're gonna be hugging too because I can't. I wait. know. Absolutely. Absolutely. I'm sure and that's gonna be the hardest thing. You'll be, you'll be teaching me ballet lessons. But we're not <laughs> that here. I left it alone. <laughs> We'll have a good time together, you and I, absolutely. Well, you are just such an inspiration. Um, I'm gonna make sure that I get all of your links. Just remind all of our listeners, for those who are not gonna see the show notes, where can they find you? Yes, absolutely. So um, my books are available at uh, melodysong.com with two S's, M-E-L-O-D-Y-S-S-O-N-G.com. You can also find me at facebook.com forward slash getmelodysong, Instagram, get melody song and uh twitter and please follow us um and we're also available at amazon you can order us through barnes and noble and several retailers online we love to talk to you uh we'd love to talk more about you know melody song and what we're doing as well so and besides the books do you i know you do events and workshops and things like that um we're all over the country can those things be done remotely as well Absolutely. You, they can be done remotely. We also do a train the trainer session as well, where we bring the curriculum in. Um, and we are actually in the process of getting our 501c3 component yes. together so that we can do more in community development and helping people. So any, and we were looking for sponsors all the time. Um, we offer, you know, the ability when we do go places uh, to advertise and to do that. So all of that is welcome and we appreciate any support that we can get. Oh, fantastic. So good. Please shoot me a line when you get your your papers yeah i will thank you so much that is so exciting so yes she's portable she's removed <laughs> you can have her now <laughs> and i'll just give you so you can actually uh email admin a-d-m-i-n at melodysong.com m-e-l-o-d-y-s-s-o-n-g.com all right don't forget. And I will put all of that in the show notes so that you'll see it and contact Lana and get, get ignited in your life. Uh, she works with kids. She does grown-ups too. She does, I know, um, women's empowerment yeah. groups, uh, schools, churches, organizations, all sorts of things. If you need a light bulb shone on your life and who of us don't? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for joining me. And I'm sure that there are people who are just totally ignited by this episode. So you're the best. I, I appreciate you again, Stephanie. And thank you all the listeners for tuning in. Oh. We, we approach, we appreciate you and no more voice snatchers. No That's more. right. No Get more voice snatchers. <laughs> absolutely. You got it. Thank 
Thanks so much for joining us for Once in Future Authors. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Reviews help other interested listeners to find the show, so your review could launch new books every day. Thanks again for joining us, and happy writing.